Hello everyone, welcome to All About Nigeria, a podcast where our host talks about Nigeria's history, politics, infrastructure, and a whole range of other topics. We would love to hear your views about all the things we talk about, so join us on Twitter at All About Nigeria. Thank you for listening. Welcome once again to All About Nigeria podcast. We're still continuing with our series on the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. And we're picking up now from where we left off, which is um, on the judiciary. We're still examining the concept or doctrine of separation of powers and checks and balances. And we're now going to see how the judiciary is structured and how they also um, serve as checks and balance out the powers of both the National Assembly and the executive. The provisions um, for the judiciary are in Section 6 of the Constitution. And it states in Subsection 1 that the judicial powers of the Federation shall be vested in the courts to which this section relates, being courts established for the Federation. Subsection 2 tells us that the judicial powers of a state shall be vested in the courts to which this section relates, being courts established subject as provided by this constitution for a state. Right now, what this shows is that there are federal courts and there are state courts, So that, which means that there will be some um, issues or some crimes or civil proceedings that can only be taken to the federal courts. And there will be some that can only be heard or decided in the state courts. Subsection three of section six tells us that the courts to which this section relates, established by this constitution for the federation and for the states, are specified in subsection five of this section. We will go to that later. And these courts shall be the only superior courts of record in Nigeria. And except as otherwise prescribed by the National Assembly or by the House of Assembly of a state, each court shall have all the powers of a superior court of record. What the Constitution has done is to establish only the superior courts by the Constitution. The states have a right to establish some other courts so long as they are not courts set up to adjudicate on matters that are on the exclusive list. And the federal high court or the federal government has powers to establish some other courts as well, so long as they are not in conflict with courts that are already established by the constitution. So they can establish lower courts, but not superior courts. Section 4 of, um, subsection 4 of section 6 tells us that nothing in these other provisions that I have read shall be construed, shall be construed as precluding the National Assembly or any House of Assembly from establishing courts other than those to which this section relates with subordinate jurisdiction to that of a high court. I have already explained that even ahead of reading section four. 
Now, the courts that are established by the Constitution are as follows. The Supreme Court of Nigeria, and in a hierarchy of courts, the Supreme Court is the highest court of the land. Following closely after the Supreme Court is the Court of Appeal, then the Federal High Court, then the High Court of the Federal Capital Territory. Now we need to understand this, that the Federal Capital Territory is one of the states, according to the Constitution, is the 37th state of Nigeria. So you can understand why it has its own High Court of the Federal Capital Territory. That is a state court. But the Federal High Court is a federal court. So after we have the Supreme Court, the Court of Appeal, the Federal High Court, the High Court of the Federal Capital Territory, a state court, we now have a High Court of a state. Then we have the Sharia Court of Appeal of the Federal Capital Territory. Again, that is because the Federal Capital Territory is seen as a state. We now have a Sharia Court of Appeal of a state. We have the customary Court of Appeal of the Federal Capital Territory of Abuja and a customary Court of Appeal of each state. Such other courts as may be authorized by law to exercise jurisdiction on matters with respect to which the National Assembly may make laws. So this is a savings clause because it means that it gives room that other courts may be established. And also other courts that the State House of Assembly may establish. In subsection six, the judicial powers vested in accordance with the provisions of the constitution in this section shall extend notwithstanding anything to the contrary in this constitution to all inherent powers and sanctions of a court of law. Now, a lot of people get confused when they hear inherent powers. And I know that a lot of lawyers bring all sorts of applications, oftentimes spurious applications before courts, claiming that they are under the inherent powers of the court. Now, an inherent power is a power you naturally have. And you naturally have powers based on laws, based on certain things that you can do by law. So you can't have an inherent power that is also devoid of a foundation. So what this um, provision is actually saying is that the court, even if there is no specific rule in its procedural, in its rules of procedure that gives it specific permission to do certain things, so long as those things are within the areas where it already has a legal right, then that court has an inherent power to give such, um, to take such actions. Um, the judicial powers vested also shall extend to all matters between persons, that's between citizens or between companies and citizens or between companies and companies or between government or authority and to any persons in Nigeria and to all actions and proceedings relating 
for the determination of any question as to the civil rights and obligations of a person. So you, we can all see that the powers for adjudication that are vested in the courts are for every, every aspect of life. Fundamental human rights, if one alleges that his human rights is being breached or trampled upon, then you go to the courts. The same thing with issues that arise between individuals, between companies and companies, companies and individuals, and between anybody, government and persons, must or should be taken to court. The court is the final arbiter. The judicial powers shall not, except as otherwise provided by the Constitution, extend to any issue or question as to whether any act or omission by a person or authority or as to whether any law or any judicial de decision is in conformity with the fundamental objectives and directive principles of state policy, policy set out in Chapter 2 of this Constitution. Now I need to explain that. There is a portion in the Constitution, which is Chapter 2, that relates to what is called fundamental objectives and directive principles of state policy. If we take the words one by one, we'll see that there's nothing really justiciable about the provisions of that part of the constitution. Because it's like when you are in management and you talk of ob objective, a vision statement, a mission statement, these are things you aspire to. These are guiding principles that you hope to aspire to. You, you want to have in doing or actions or taking any step. You want to be guided by these fundamental objectives. And that's why the Constitution now tells us that you can't arrogate the um, objectives and the directive principles that are contained in Chapter 2. You cannot arrogate any rights to them and proceed to court to litigate upon them. A lot of times some lawyers, especially the human rights lawyers, try to talk about directed principles of state policy and that the government ought to do this, ought to follow it. That is exactly the word for it. The government ought to. It's your mission statement, your vision, your hope, your aspiration. You may not get there. But this is what you are striving towards. So it is not something that conveys or confers power to any citizen to take upon himself to sue the government on this. This is already established by the Constitution. No action shall lie as regards Chapter 2. The judicial powers vested in accordance with the provisions of this Constitution shall not, as from the date when this section comes into force, extend to any action or proceedings relating to any existing law made on or after 15th January 1966 for determining any issue or question as to the competence of any authority or person to make any such law. We will pause a bit on this point. Go on to some other points. And then I'll come back to it when I have all the other facts to be able to discuss this. So we have gone through 
the powers of the National Assembly and the Houses of Assembly, the executive, the judiciary. We now have the fourth tier of governance, which is now going to the local government level. But we must realize that under the constitution, the local government actually comes under the state. It's taken as part of the state. The reason why it is um, established by the constitution is because the these um, areas of local government have been delineated by the constitution and the constitution recognizes that um, governance must devolve to the communities, to the local level. So the constitution sees it as a way to bring governance to the people at the local level. So section seven this talks about the system of local government in Nigeria. And it says, subsection one says that the system of local government by democratically elected local government councils is under this constitution guaranteed. And accordingly, the government of every state shall, when the law uses the word shall, it means that a mandate is enjoined. It is compulsory. It's not optional. So the government of every state shall, subject to section eight of this constitution, ensure their existence under a law. So the government must ensure that local governments exist under a law which provides for the establishment, structure, composition, finance, and functions of such councils. Subsection two says, the person authorized by law to prescribe the area over which a local government council may exercise authority shall define such area as clearly and practicable and ensure to the extent to which it may be reasonably justifiable that in defining such area, regard is paid to common interest of the area, of the community in the area. Traditional association of the communities and administrative convenience. You can, we can all see why the constitution has given these prescriptions, the common interest of the community in the area. Communities have homogeneity and heterogeneity. So when you, you are to create a local government, the constitution recommends that you look at homogeneity around the area, look at traditional associations of the community, and then also look at administrative convenience so that you don't have local governments that are so different that there is a likelihood that they will begin to have problems in future over on shared values, on shared commonalities. Subsection three of section seven, which deals with local government says that it shall be the duty of a local government council within the state to participate in economic planning and development of the area referred to in that is that establishes them. And to this end, an economic planning board shall be established by a law enacted by the House of Assembly of the state. We can see that the local government councils are actually supposed to be active. They're not supposed to be just mere appendages of the state government. They are supposed to participate 
in the economic planning and development of their area. Again, we see that the constitution devolves powers down to the community areas so that the community may feel governance. So a, a, a state governor who actually wants development to permit to the local, to the people at the community level, will encourage a local government, will encourage all its local government councillors or chairmen to be part of this economic planning for their respective states. We will stop at this point and then pick up the local government issue in another edition of All About Nigeria podcast. This is because the local government edition is quite um, voluminous and we will want to do justice to it. Thank you for listening once again.